Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Wednesday, December the 14th. It is Ian Cameron, uh, Alex B. Smith, and uh, we've got a special guest joining us today, a former, we just found out before the show now, former pro hockey player, uh, Austin McElmurray, joining us here today uh, on the show. Uh, Austin, welcome to the Ice Guys for the first time. How are you? I'm good, guys. I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, and we were saying before the show for Alex and I, it's a little hangover following last night's uh, exciting Ice Guys Live uh, betcast, which uh, I'll tell you what, Austin, the early part of the night, it wasn't going well. Uh, the live bets were not going our way, and we got ourselves a little early 11 days before Christmas, Christmas miracle in Buffalo. Uh, last night with the Kings and the Sabres. So that game started like scoreless for the longest time. And we're sitting there with over six and a half goals before the game. We actually bet a little over five and a half in game because we figure it's a Buffalo game. They've been playing a lot of high scoring games lately. It'll open up like it did with the Pittsburgh Buffalo game last Friday night where it started slow. It ended four, three. And so we're waiting there and we're waiting there. And then we're at the end of the second period. It's still scoreless. And we're like, Oh geez, doesn't look like this is going to go well for us tonight. And then all of a sudden Buffalo explodes in the third period for six goals. And they shut out the Kings six, nothing. We hit the over three and a half. We hit the over five and a half. We had Buffalo pregame and we end up going maybe Owen four Austin on that game. At one point, it was looking like we might be goose egged. We might've gone Owen four on that game. And we ended up three and one. A uh, very nice little uh, turnaround for us there. There you go. Like yeah, it, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Like I said, you know, great turnout. But to have you know the last two betcasts, we went from having the the insane game with with the Kings and Kraken going back and forth to the nine yeah. eight final, and then yesterday we're all on these you know, on this one side. We either all had pretty much Sabers or the over. And have all that cash in, in one period. It's been it's been really fun. So people got to join join us for these betcasts. We got a couple coming up, uh, possibly in January. We got them weekly in February and, and March and all the way through the playoffs. So it's a lot of fun. If you didn't miss it, if, if you did miss it, uh, don't miss another one. Definitely want to come and join us for those. Yeah, exactly. It's live betting. It's commentary. It's fun. We're we're cracking jokes. We're having laughs. We're drinking. Uh, during the betcast. It's just a lot of fun. It's really a pub and a bar atmosphere with our Ice Guys live betcast. It's a shit ton of fun. Again, we're going to have a, maybe one or two, one for sure, maybe two in January in the new year. And then we're going to go weekly with the live betcasts after the NFL season ends uh, when really the eyeballs turn to hockey, it seems, every single year after football season ends. So a lot more betcasts still to come. Uh, in terms, We'll recap actually last night uh, after. First of all, as we always do with a player guest on with us for the first time, let's talk about the Austin McElmurray hockey background, hockey experience, hockey journey, if you will, how you got into it, where you played, how long you played, and uh, just that crazy journey you were on. Yeah, crazy journey it definitely was, man. Um, uh, born in uh, the Fort Lauderdale, Florida area, raised here. Um, mom is actually from Hungary, uh, came to the States when she was about 25, but my father was from right outside of the Detroit area, so he played hockey his entire life. And uh, my older brother played, uh, you know, club level as well. And, and, you know, I picked up the stick at a pretty early age, about uh, three, four years old, and I couldn't kind of turn away from it. So 
Um, I, uh, yeah, like I said, born and raised here in, in South Florida area, um, got an opportunity to go to prep school at the age of 14 in Connecticut. Um, did that for four years. It was a great experience. Um, committed to Sacred Heart University my senior year um, and then played a year of junior hockey in Western Canada in the BCHL, about uh, half an hour east of Vancouver. Um, so that was a, a really, really cool experience there. And then uh, head back to Connecticut, did four years at Sacred Heart um, and then uh, turned pro after. So uh, played a couple of years in the East Coast League, bounced around uh, a little too much for my liking and uh, decided <laughs> in March that, uh, you know, everybody has their time and I felt like my time was, uh, was coming. So uh, decided to walk away there and uh, now pursuing a, uh, a new career here and uh, just trying to figure out what's kind of going on and what I like. So uh, new world for me, but uh, I'm enjoying every second of it so far. Nice. Yeah, good, good stuff. Yeah. I was, was going to ask you, you know, so growing up in South Florida, how was that, you know, being a, a hockey fan, you know, seeing the emergence of, of Tampa Bay and Florida. And of course, uh, like they said, the ECHL, which of course has a really strong foothold in the South you know, kind of describe what it's like growing up as a hockey fan in that area during that time. And, and then, of course, getting the – like I said, I know you, see you got to play uh, a, a couple games with the Florida Everblades, play in Wichita, play in those areas where, you know, hockey – you know, most people may not think it's a, a hockey hotbed necessarily. But uh, just kind of – just, you know, go over that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, the thing about the game is it's uh, – all markets are growing, right? Even yeah. the ones that aren't uh, considered hockey hotbeds. Um, but no, I, growing in, growing up in Florida, it was, it was almost like a blessing in disguise, right? Cause you know, it, being able to excel and, and be one of the better players pretty immediately, um, gives you opportunities to move on to higher levels elsewhere, um, where eventually you have to kind of have a reality check that, you know, just cause you're the best where you come from doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, that's the case when you get onto those larger stages. So it was kind of big for me in a learning experience when I first moved away, but um, no, yeah, I mean, I, I was super fortunate, man. I, you know, I never played tier one triple A while I was in South Florida. The first time I did was when I moved away to Connecticut. Um, but, you know, I, I, I you know, I, I had great resources, um, you know, even coming home in the summertime, you know, I, I had a lot of friends who played that I trained with. And, you know, I can think of three who are my best friends um, Two currently play in the NHL. Um, one is also now retired. So, um, you know, just having the, the three of them being able to kind of push each other and, and make sure we we're getting better every day. It didn't matter if I was in Toronto, Boston, it didn't matter where I was, you know, even down here in South Florida, I had two, you know, even three guys who were at the top of their game pushing to pushing to make me better. So it was it was a great experience. And, you know, obviously South Florida is growing a ton in, in terms of um, names being recognized, uh, guys playing in the NHL. Uh, guys playing high-end pro and, you know, whether it's overseas, minor leagues, whatever it is. So uh, it's cool to see it grow. And, you know, hopefully with the the Panthers and the Lightning having a lot of success here in the last few years, you know, hopefully we can continue to see it grow. Yeah, I find there's been a sharp dichotomy with the support from the Lightning. The, the, the Lightning have been a juggernaut. Who's kidding who for the last decade? You know, it has helped that they've been winning year after year after year for 10 years or so. You know, including, of course, multiple Stanley Cups, been to the Stanley Cup final now three years in a row. Of course, the support's going to be strong when you have that kind of a longevity 
uh, run of success and greatness, you know, like the Lightning have had. It's been tougher for the Florida Panthers, obviously, uh, much tougher. The running joke for me on this show every for years has been uh, it's a Halloween costume party for every Florida Panthers home game. Everybody comes dressed as empty seats. So I always say that. And <laughs> Oh, but, see, you're, see you're, uh, let me ask you this, Ian. How many games have you been to? Florida? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, here's what we're gonna do after the show. We're gonna we're gonna organize that next time you take a trip down south. I'll get you into that stadium. But yeah, I mean they they get a lot I, of bad. I, uh, I know I knew you'd defend it too. I knew you yeah. would. Well, they they get a lot of bad uh, a lot of bad um, rep, like in terms of you know attendance and whatnot. And you do have to realize this market is predominantly Miami Dolphins, Miami Heat, Miami Marlins. I mean, it's it's reality, right? We live in South Florida. It stays warm all year. Hard. I honestly think the Panthers get more people than the Marlins, honestly. Oh, Actually, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, there was there was like a handful of pictures that came out, I want to say probably like three or four years ago, of like a Tuesday preseason game at like 11 a.m. And there was maybe like 15 people in the crowd. So that that damn picture has been lingering around here for a couple sure. of years. But yeah. you know, I've I've been to, you know, I, I retired in March and I got to go to a bunch of games at the end of the season last year. I got to go to the playoff games and I've already been to probably four or five games this year. And I mean, listen, man, I, I've been to I was just in Columbus this past past weekend visiting a buddy watching a Blue Jackets game. And sure, they do great in attendance, but like it's nothing crazy out of this world compared to the Panthers and right. you know Florida Live Arena is huge and and they've been doing a pretty damn good job I would say like 85 percent 90 percent fill almost every game I've been to so um you we got to get you down and we got to get you to experience it first it's a good experience I and mean, I'm sure the crowd maybe doesn't fully understand what's going on but uh they're they're getting ass in seats man and 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 they're 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 getting better every year in terms of doing that so the marketing's getting better funny you say that come on down to south florida miami area i was actually in miami a few years ago i was doing this uh we were doing this get together for uh, i worked in new shows as well for pub sports radio and it was basically all the personalities that do shows there were going down to miami for like the sports betting rendezvous if you will and we did a bunch of things. We went to a Dolphins uh, preseason game. Yep. It was in August when we went. So there was a Dolphins preseason game against Jacksonville at Hard Rock Stadium. We went to um, a Marlins game uh, as well. It was late in the season. They were obviously, you know, losing team, losing record, but still fun. That's a beautiful ballpark, I oh, have to yeah. say. Gorgeous. It's an absolutely gorgeous ballpark, and it's just a damn shame you can't put a winning product on that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not even like the winning product. It's it's just like the originally when they were building it, it's like they put it in such a tough location. Yeah. Um, I mean, even for me, it takes like an hour to get down there. It's and, and the even Hard Rock stadiums in a you know middle of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, even but Hard Rock Rock, I'll give the benefit of the doubt. Like it's more of like a neutral ground for South Florida. Um, I mean, but even the ballpark's probably still half an hour from there. It's it's tough. There's no parking. And I mean, yeah. you know, great. The the seats are seven dollars. You sit wherever you want because there's nobody in the damn place. But then you gotta pay. I mean, like everywhere, you gotta pay your twenty dollars for a beer and this and that. Yeah. But it's just it's just the the location of it wasn't. Uh, I feel like they kind of took a wild guess, and it just isn't really working out for them right now. But yeah, again, you know, you put out a winning team. You never know what's gonna happen. Sure. 
No, no, exactly. But that brings, you mentioned the prices of beer. It brings back bad memories even here going to a Blue Jays game uh, earlier this year. $25 for a tall can of beer and a hot dog. $25. That's That's like, holy shit. It's crazy. Like, I can get a damn good meal somewhere for that price. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, that's, it's crazy. The, The prices of concession foods and drink for that yeah, matter you know at that. ballparks and and nba's arenas any you know all sports uh nfl i'm sure the same it's yeah. not good certainly and then of course you know inflation's going around too these days and that doesn't make it any easier there's no question about that so but no you're right and and i'll say that and golf stream we went to golf stream park yeah, when i was down there a few years ago yeah exactly one of the bigger and more well-known horse tracks of course in the united states so uh, definitely Florida Derby, I believe, is down there uh, every single year. So, uh, yeah, it was fun. But you're right. I've not been to a Florida Panthers home game. So might have to uh, arrange that uh, at some point. So uh, is there a, a, a pathway or something that in terms of your future plans, you know, obviously they don't include hockey now, but future plans and also talk about, you know, your interest and in how much you've dabbled in the betting side of things as well. Yeah, no, in terms of what I'm kind of here doing next, I'm in sales, uh, in sales right now. Um, I think naturally I am a salesman. I come from a a family of sales. My father's business is all sales oriented. So um, I think something along the lines of sales, um, you know, what I'm currently doing, it's, uh, it's been good. Um, You know, it's first job. So just a lot of learning experience right now. So um, you know, whether it's the long-term job or something else kind of presents itself, I'm just kind of playing it by ear right now. But, um, in terms of the betting world, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I got a bunch of buddies who were pretty big bettors. Um, I'm not a huge better, I would say, but, uh, I do dabble in every, you know, night, every other night, um, get in on some of the fun, some of the action that I like. And, uh, you know, depending on kind of what's going on, if my buddies are playing and, and, you know, kind of where everything's at. And, you know, like this past weekend, went to see the Blue Jackets. Uh, I took them as dogs on Friday and Sunday. They won both games, big games. So, um, no, yeah, I, I like to, to fool around a little bit, but nothing too crazy. Yeah, that's it. Columbus has been a weird team. They've been a very uh, tough team to read at times. They've actually, with all the injuries, I give them credit for playing, you know, as well as they did. Last night was not their night, though. Because uh, Florida actually lost in Columbus to them, and that was the worry I had last night. And sure enough, uh, Florida—they weren't messing around last night. Uh, they basically uh, dominated the Blue Jackets start to finish, and we saw that on the betcast. Very frustrated we couldn't get uh, any goals for Columbus a past goalie Bob last night. But like I said, that's the goalie Bob ratio right now. One good start every five or six. You know, that's basically what you get with him right now. What do you think about this goalie situation down there? Obviously, you're close to the the scene there with the Florida Panthers. It's Spencer nighttime. As far as I'm concerned, it's time to make this kid the number one. He's the future. Bobrovsky's not. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I mean, you look at and watch him play a young kid, fiery passion, desire to be a starter in the NHL. It's, it's hard to turn that away. And, you know, it's hard at, you got to think about management side too. I mean, when you're handing a guy 10 sheets every year, you know, you want to see something, something out of your investment, right? So, you know, I, I see the the kind of the dilemma that they're dealing with because obviously Bobrovsky, he won a Vesna, didn't he? Or was he a finalist? He won a He's Vesna. a finalist. He's been a finalist, I think, two times. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, clearly at one point, you know, whether it was in the past or not, the guy was a gamer. And you never know with goalies, man. They can get streaky and find that that special click, right? So, you know, it's it's a tough situation. Like, you got you to gotta really feel for both sides. I mean, 
I, I, I would imagine what they're kind of dealing with going back and forth. It's not really bothering either goalie right now, but um, you know, as Spencer Knight kind of progresses, you know, I'm assuming he would like to see, you know, 75% of the, the time, his name and, in the starting lineup sheet. So it's, it's an interesting kind of deal. And obviously, you know, you see the rumors of Florida trying to shop Bob's contract around. And I mean, reality is, is, you know, nobody's really wanting to, to take on that $10 million for a goalie. You don't know what you're going to get out of. So um, interesting and unique situation for sure. Ian, you're on mute. Yeah. Bobrovsky's had a very, uh, he's had a good career. Let's not kid ourselves. He's had some nice years. There's no question. But we've seen, at least to me, it looks like some decline from him the last couple of years. And like I said, I think it's just about that time we see more Spencer Knight getting the uh, number one uh, job in terms of the goaltending uh, role for the uh, Florida uh, Panthers. All right. As we do with first time guests, we've got some highlights from the past. We go to the highlight vault. We go to the vault. We go to the highlight reel here for uh, Austin McElmurray. This is from the Iowa Heartlanders. This is where he played for them for a bit in the ECHL. So let's uh, see if we can cue that up here. Uh, let me just got to hit the play Not button. Not to be the there case today in Toledo. Heartlanders to the left wing circle. Center and score! Austin McElmurray! How about a debut? And the Heartlanders are tied again. Five to five. McElmurray at eight minutes of the third. Heartlanders debut. And he scores. Not to be the case today that? in Toledo. Isn't there? We go. I put that for a, a great, uh, a great goal there, uh, Austin. Because you just snapped the thing. You didn't hesitate. You didn't waste time. Goalie can't get set in time. It's a pretty impressive goal. Well done. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, that was a that was a fun one. I was uh, I was actually traded from the team we were playing. Yeah. I was traded from Toledo. That's why it said revenge game on the tweet there. Yeah, yeah. From Toledo to Iowa that morning. So I skated pregame skate with both teams. Oh, wow. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And uh, after the the second pregame skate, I moved all my stuff about 30 yards down the hall to another room. I went back to my apartment in Toledo, got ready for the game, and played for – the opposite side so yeah that was a that was an interesting one for me a lot of emotions kind of blacked wow. out the whole game and you know luck you got a good opportunity well, in front of it that. worked out it worked out for you because not only did you score a goal but you avoided wearing those ugly spongebob square pants yeah so that's a double one right there <laughs> i don't know if you guys noticed but uh in that video i have a different nameplate than the rest of my team so um typically when you get traded they can i mean they swap nameplates they have them created and couple Mm -hmm. hours but because iowa was on the road their nameplate line wasn't long enough for my last name to have it put on there so they actually slapped a nameplate from one of my old toledo jerseys onto my eye oh really yeah different different color and font on my uh on my jersey it's funny but uh yeah it was a good pretty cool experience looking back at it though nice good stuff yeah those heartlander jerseys i think those are the best uh uniforms in the in the coast Oh, and yeah, they were yeah. sweet. They're, the yeah. dark ones are mean, too. They look, they're really clean looking. So. I, I find there's some dan- – and Alex will attest to this because he collects every jersey and team jersey known to man uh, as much as he can. Uh, there's some really damn good minor league jerseys uh, out these days. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. You know, yeah. And some of them actually outshine some of the NHL one in terms oh, of yeah. color scheme, design, logo, uh, that kind of thing, and really well done. Yep. Yeah. I wore some pretty really – some really cool jerseys, obviously, being the coast. You do like a lot of – Special edition nights yeah. and stuff like that. And I wore a lot of cool ones. My favorite one 
honestly, we, uh, when I was in Toledo, we had Winterfest. We played outdoor games at the AAA yeah. ballpark and those, mm-hmm. those yellow and blue, because we wore a blue one and a yellow one. Those Winterfest jerseys in Toledo were pristine. Those were nice ones. Nice, nice. Yeah. All right, we got one more clip queued up here. This is actually from you from the BCHL playing for Coquitlam uh, <laughs> out there. That was uh, a little days. earlier on in life. Yeah, there we go. Pressing again. Uh, let's make sure we And we are underway from Coquitlam. Goes to the end wall in the express zone. Doman in there trying to center it. That's blocked. Yeah, of course, Coquitlam, by the way, is in the white zone. score. All alone okay, in front of Patrick Geary. And 54 seconds into the game, it's one nothing Capitals. Now Green gets the puck along the left wing boards and feeds the line. Barrow at the right point. Nice pass across. Still firing his shot. Hit the post. And bounced over top of the goal. 2 on 1 with McElmurray coming late. Green looks, feeds McElmurray. Scores! Take the pass on the break and then slam it. Slam it home. Austin McElmurray with a great finish on the 2 on 1. And the express of the game folks. is 1 1. Kiho <laughs> in the express zone. Looks. Dance in the middle, fires a shot, Howard the save, and he covers up the rebound with two caps heading to the goal. Now loose in the circle, and a quick shot put just wide of the goal by Oshetsky. Delayed penalty coming up here as Green is topping with Craighead. Nice and and both referees have their arms up, and Green is throwing some go. punches with that long <laughs> reach of his at Deary and Craighead. Hey, don't like that. Let them go. They really want to fight. Green with a Don't shot off the face off, broke his stick, now he has to hustle back as the Caps move in. Oshetsky in the express zone, stops, fires a shot, hit the post! And it bounces all the way back to the line, loose to the side of the net, and it comes free to McElroy with a shot, he scores! That was a one-time block, one-time block. Just inside the goal post, Austin McElroy! I gotta say, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's nice, good stuff, man. Nice goals in that game, too. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks. Those were the those were the heydays back in uh, back in junior. I was, uh, it's crazy to think, man. It's seven years ago now, but uh, yeah, I, I what a great experience that was living in Coquitlam, being in the Vancouver area. It's just it was awesome. Yeah, brings back a lot of memories just watching that. That's funny. Yeah, nice. that's right around the time seventy talk about seven years ago. That's right around the time we were starting to put this little show together yeah. called the Ice Guys for the very first time. So, yeah, it's pretty crazy how long we've been doing this as well. Uh, it's been pretty <laughs> insane. Uh, all right, let's wrap. Put a bow on last night's action, then we'll get into the three games tonight on yeah. Wednesday. I do want to mention, of course, Alex Ovechkin. Yeah, uh, eight hundred goals gets it in style with a hat trick. Puts cash in my pocket in the process because if you were on the BetCast last night, and I hope everybody listened because I think I mentioned it three or four times, and I actually bet it more than once. I actually jumped in early at plus 400 on Alex Ovechkin to score a hat trick after the second period because you know he's going to look to, you know, and thank goodness for Bet365. They are the, one of the very few books you can bet live goal score props in game during the game and you can bet guys to score one goal, two goals, three goals. Of course, for Ovechkin, he already had two and you could bet him in game to score a hat trick, three or more plus 400. I jumped on that because you know, they're going to look for him. They're going to try to get him the puck. They're going to try to get him that hat trick goal. Number 800 in Chicago last night. And we know Morozik was a sieve last night. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't stop a beach ball in that game. It was the perfect setup for Ovechkin to get that 800th goal and that hat trick goal. And then third period started, and the price just kept getting better and better. And he had a real good chance early in the third that he didn't score on. And then it jumped to plus 500. And I'm adding more. 
I'm betting more of this at plus 500. So I added on a little bit more. And then sure enough, three, four minutes later, there he is with the uh, 800th goal of his career and the hat trick goal against Chicago last night. So two live bets at the plus 400 and plus 500 on Ovechkin to get the hat trick. And for him, you know, just an incredible uh, accomplishment. And now it's, we're at the point now where it's a question of not if, but when he passes number 99, Wayne Gretzky as the all-time goal scorer uh, in the National Hockey League and uh, an incredible uh, feat. Now, I've joked a little bit about how lately a lot of his goals have been empty net goals, and that has been true. But, no, it doesn't take away from just the, you know, one of the great goal scorers of all time. Is That's the way Alex Ovechkin's career is going to go down, Alex. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and you see, you know, on the road in Chicago, the Hawks fans basically gave him a standing ovation when he got that hat trick goal. I mean, you know, it's something you, if you're a hockey fan, it doesn't matter if it's against your team, you have to applaud that kind of a feat and achievement. It's only the third time it's ever happened in history. Who knows when it's going to happen again? I mean, there's a lot of great scores in the league, but the longevity, not just durability of him playing this long, but, but consistently being a 40, 50, 60 goal scorer year after year. I mean, it, it's just absolutely incredible for him to get a hat trick to do it. Uh, it's it just mind boggling the way that this guy has, you know, has kept himself in shape and just finds ways to score. He's a, he's a natural scorer and he's, uh, like I said, quickly on his way to being the, the best goal scorer in NHL history. Yeah, no question about that. And you know what I love too? And they, someone in the chat during our live betcast last night pointed it out Ovechkin celebrates with the exuberance he did as a rookie and in his second year yep. as he does now he hasn't changed a bit he still gets so excited after scoring a goal big celebrations big fist pump big smile on his face gaping mouth wide open i mean just so excited every time he scores a goal he's still just that adrenaline pulses through his veins every time he scores a goal today just like it did when in his rookie year and his second year when he was just a young kid uh, in the league that's Another cool thing about the way Ovi reacts when he scores a goal. Uh, Austin, what did you think of seeing that play out last night? Number 800 for number eight. Yeah, it was definitely special. I mean, it's it's crazy to think that he's been in the league as long as he has and being able to produce at the steady numbers that he always has. It's, I mean, that's why he's going to be number one, right? And, you know, he, like you said, it's it's just a matter of time when now. It's not about, you know, if, it's, it's mm-hmm. when. And, you know, it, a guy like that, it's it's funny because, you know, obviously I can't relate my game by any means to Alexander Ovechkin, but, you know, the passion for scoring goals and, and the love and, and, and the feel that it gives you, it, it's it's awesome to see that he still looks like that 18-year-old kid that just entered the league yesterday, right? So, um, yeah, it's really cool and, and, you know, hopefully it gets a little bit sooner than later here. I, I see him skating around. He looks like he's slowing down just a little bit, but yeah. – uh, He's the kind of guy who could be on uh, in a wheelchair, but if you put him on top of that circle on the power play, he's guaranteed 20. So um, cool to see and, uh, you know, excited to see a record that everyone thought was untouchable, uh, you know, finally have a chance to be broken. His game has kind of gone full circle because the beginning he got kind of, uh, you know, uh, criticized for not playing enough defensively. And now he's gotten to the point where he slowed down. It's like, you know, screw it. Just get in your office in the, in the circle, circle died and, and, and fire away. They don't re- really rely on him to have to back check so often. But he did, in, in, you know, add that implement to his game over time. That's why the, you know, Capitals eventually did win a, a Stanley Cup and why they've been uh, a dominant team in the East for years. So, like I said, it's just really to watch his whole career and, and see how, you know, dynamic he's been this entire time. It, it's truly uh, something to watch. It's not just as a hockey fan, just a sports fan overall. Yeah. I remember when he was breaking into the league, the big conversation was, 
no way he'll be able to play this fast, heavy, hard hitting, goal scoring. And, you know, for a long time, like, you right. know, slow out. There's no way he's going to score 60 every year, 50 every year, whatever it is. And sure, he slowed down in terms of the running guys through the wall and, you know, going 120 miles an hour nonstop. But, you know, that's what good players do. They adapt to the change. They adapt to their bodies. They adapt to the way that, you know, the game is progressing too. And, you know, he's pretty damn sure he's done a pretty damn good job at doing it. So, um, yeah, a lot of credit to him. I, I mean, it's a special player right there, not not one you see very often. And another thing, too, that's uh, it's amazing constantly after, what, how many years in the league, 16, 17 now for Ovechkin, that he still gets to the face-off circle. And with that one-timer, and people still can't stop it or defend yep. it properly. It's just amazing. He just slinks into his little office there, his little spot, face-off circle, just plants himself there, and they still don't figure it out, the opposing team. Uh, it's just amazing. He still is able to, you know, pull that off as much as he does after all these years. You're right about him slowing down a bit because the one thing you used to see early in the year, those high-flying goals he would score off the rush, he'd just fly up and down the ice, you know, and just and, and just rip it. You know, he's not doing that like he used to, obviously. He does, as you'd expect now that he's well into his 30s. But, uh, no, he's still finding different ways, you know, to score goals. You know, just basically changing his game around to, you know, where he's at in his career right now. And that's what good players do. You know, they change their game around based on the stage they are at uh, in their uh, career. Uh, just briefly, a couple last things, and then we'll move to tonight. Um, Tampa Bay with a nice 6-2 win. Uh, Edmonton bounces back, beats Nashville 6-3. Disappointing from the Winnipeg Jets. They lose 6-5 to the uh, Vegas uh, Golden Knights. Had a lead multiple times in that game and, and couldn't get the uh, job done. And great win, though, for Vegas without Jack Eichel, without your maybe your two best defensemen, Alex Petrangelo and Shea Theodore. Those are two outstanding defensemen. They overcome that, and they beat the Winnipeg Jets 6-5. Uh, Colorado uh, with a 3-2 win against a feisty Flyers team. Flyers doing what they usually do. They battle, they battle, they hang in there, and they lose a narrow margin. Uh, and that's exactly what happened last night. And San Jose beats Arizona 3-2. Uh, Bruins in a very good game, entertaining game, beat the Islanders 4-3 in a shootout. Dallas beats New Jersey 4-1. We talked about the Sabres shutting out L.A. And another shutout, uh, touchdown with the extra point, Toronto, 7-0 uh, over Anaheim. And I said this on Twitter. I mean, Kyle Dubas, they rip him. They cannot wait to criticize him, Leaf fans, when he screws up and, and does something bad or has a bad contract or a bad trade or a bad signing. And we don't hear enough when he does something good from that fan base. You know, the fact that he looks like a genius right now for bringing in Matt Murray and Ilya Samsonov for pennies on the dollar and, and look what they're doing in net for the Toronto Maple Leafs right now. It's been uh, amazing. And I've said this too, the eye test, everything you see about Toronto the last two weeks tells you this is a well-oiled machine. This is a cup contender that can win it all. There's no doubt. There's no one that can deny that right now with the way they're playing. They look like a bona fide cup contender that can win it all. Their offense is thriving. This is the best team defense I've seen them play in years. The goaltending is there. But then there's also that other side of your brain that says, hold on now. Have we said this before about Toronto teams last year, two years ago, three years ago? I think we have to a degree, but I think even last year, two years ago, three years ago, we haven't said this good about their team. Def I've never seen their team defense, honestly, this good. Even last year, two years ago, three years ago, and now they've got it going with the goaltending. Um, but at the same point in time, it, we did, we know about the first round issues. We know they haven't won a first round playoff series. So that's still that little hesitancy to buy in 
It just is when you see the failures and the floundering in the first round every single year. I want to buy in right now. I, there's not this team's doing everything right at, at this point in time, but then you see the playoff fucks, fuck ups, and issues every single year, and then you try to take a step back and say maybe maybe it's going to be more of the same. But I don't know, Alex. They look damn good right now. They look like a team that can win a Stanley Cup, but then you see the first round screw ups and failures, and you, you're still hesitant to truly buy in. Yeah, yeah. I just like I said, I said it yesterday. You know, they're just they're playing good hockey right now, and that's what they have to focus on. They have to take things a month at a time, a game at a time. You can't let the you know those harborings you know bring you down in January, in December, and January because you start focusing on that, and then you get into a losing streak, get into a rut. Next thing you know, you're not even making the playoffs. So you know, just play your hockey right now, play your game. That will come around in, in due time, and, and you know they will have to buckle down and, and figure out how to, to to overcome that when the time is near. But right now they're doing what needs to be done, and, and it's uh, it's been fun watching. And, and for Anaheim, I, I'm really stunned. We talked about it on the, on the backcast. We we're thinking, you know, could Dallas Eakins be out of a job this morning? The way that they got blown out, the the way that the defensive struggles have been going, it's not all his fault, of course. The, the goaltending has has not been uh, even close to to average. The defense has been uh, piss poor, so. With all that being said, Anaheim has to make some kind of change at some point, even though they, they are uh, clearly they're actively tanking. They're in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. But I mean, how long can you let this go on, honestly, even in a, in a tanking manner, giving up six and seven goals left and right? And John Gibson not nearly being as good. I don't I don't even know what kind of value they can get for him trade wise, because like I said, he's playing through an injury. Any team that look that's looking to pick him up should probably make him a backup, let him get healthy to, to try to help out. But you know, you want a goalie, you want him to play right away. So it, they're in a real bad conundrum on, on all levels right now, and they've got to figure things out sooner than later because if, if they get stuck with just holding these pieces, having a bad year, instead of bolstering even, at least even their, their trade position and, and trade assets uh, and draft assets, I should say, then, uh, you know, it, it's just only going to be, you know, a wash and repeat of the same, uh, you know, feudal hockey we've seen for them for quite some time. Yeah, it is. It's been, it's been tough to see. Uh, I'm feeling that uh, there may not be a worse season point total or win total bet that I make in the NHL than Anaheim over. Uh, and uh, yeah, that was yeah, it's Anaheim over. All right. As in that bet's over. It's yeah. finished. It's history. You ain't winning that shit, Ian. That's, that's uh, still that still ain't as bad as my Boston under my Boston under. I mean, that's just that's going to be historically bad. So so we're, we're both in the same boat, but in different directions. So. That's right. I've got some good point total bets going too, but that one was just hideous. Anaheim over, not going to come. But you're right, Boston under. That surprised me too. I mean, the Bruins with what they're doing, just an incredible start. Uh, but Austin, uh, anything you want to talk about teams from last night that uh, you want to talk about that you got a thought on, a comment? No, not particularly. Um, you know, obviously the Panthers have been a little bit up and down here recently. Um, huge for them to get a win. Um, obviously moving into the rest of the week and, you know, Columbus has a little bit of a road trip here, you know, getting uh, beat up pretty bad after two wins at home this weekend is it's tough, but uh, moving into Tampa tomorrow, hopefully they can kind of bounce back as well. So um, other than that, that game, that was the only game I really was in on last night. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right. Before we get into Wednesday's card, we are happy to introduce another new sponsor here to the Ice Guys uh, show starting today. Gramco. Alex, uh, tell us more. Yeah, Gramco. This is a, a wonderful company out of Florida. Uh, this is Delta 8 CBD products. And, you know, whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, the track, the court, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. And grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 THC products ready for almost any occasion. 
They have numerous Delta 8 products, including vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. The gummies are, are tremendous. The vapes, you see me use them on air uh, last night and, and early in the week. Gramco offers an enjoyable legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you. Gramco is also available at many American retailers. You can get the best cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly to you from Gramco. And if you visit thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, that's one word, I-C-E-G-U-Y-S, you'll save 25% on every order. So it's not just the first time you sign up, you get a discount. You can use that discount code anytime you want. And anything you buy on that site over $50, shipping is free. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful array of Delta 8 products. There we go. Check it out, Gramco, uh, and use the uh, promo code ICEGUYS. There it is. All right, let's get to our Wednesday uh, NHL card. we got three games, and we will start with the Ottawa Senators and Montreal Canadiens. Montreal minus 220, home favorites here, 6.5, or Ottawa, sorry, I got that reversed. Ottawa minus uh, 220, uh, home favorites uh, in this game, 6 being the uh, total uh, in this uh, game. Uh, I told you I was hungover from last night, but nevertheless, (laughs) uh, we've got the – We've got the uh, need some to get coffee. Eh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. so, you know, perfect time to uh, uh, perfect time to promote Gramco at a time like this. But yeah, yeah, obviously Montreal, uh, you know, coming off a uh, a nice win against Calgary uh, in their last game, uh, very impressive from them. Uh, no question about that. They'll look to uh, keep it going here tonight against the uh, Ottawa Senators, who have been obviously up and down all over the place uh, this season. Uh, there's no question about that. Uh, you know, as far as this game goes, you know, Montreal, Sam Montembeau, by the way, going to be a net for them tonight uh, following that shootout win against uh, Calgary. Uh, Montembeau's numbers, they're okay. They're not great uh, on the uh, season. Right around a three goals against 2.97, just under that 908 Sabres. They're okay. You know, that's essentially what those numbers are. They're just uh, average, maybe slightly below average, uh, but that's what you're getting from him. Ottawa does have a few injuries. Uh, Timmy Stutzla uh, is out. Uh, of course, they've already been without Josh Norris for a while, but Stutzla is going to be out. So there's some shuffling going on with DJ Smith and the uh, Senators uh, lineup here for this game tonight. Uh, moving Derek Broussard up to the top line, uh, centering the line with Brady Kachuk and Claude Giroux uh, here for this game tonight. And you know what that means? That means that little bargain bin prop radar goes off and Broussard probably is undervalued tonight. Uh, you're going to be able to get good prices on him just to get a point for him to uh, get a goal as well, playing with Giroux and Brady Kachuk. And Brady Kachuk's really been good lately, playing like uh, you want your captain to play, leading by example. Uh, he's been solid for the uh, Senators uh, in uh, recent games. But if you actually look at the prop market for Broussard, as I mentioned, uh, to score a goal plus 400 in some spots, and you're talking about someone that's playing top line tonight for the Ottawa Senators. Again, not accounted for in the prop market. The fact that he's moving all the way up to the uh, top line for the Senators tonight. So it's very a solid value looking toward uh, him to score a goal tonight, you would think. For Montreal, you know, from a prop standpoint for them, uh, definitely we talk about Caulfield, Suzuki, and Doc. That top line has been very good for them, uh, carrying the way offensively. Uri Slavkovsky is slowly but surely starting to make more of an impact in terms of chances, you know, he only has still just four goals on the season and he hasn't scored in the last five games, but he's had five shots on goal and his expected goals in the last two games have been up there. So the, the number one overall pick, Uri Slavkovsky, is starting to really start to generate some offensive, at least some chances for the Montreal Canadiens. You could go that route as well from a prop standpoint tonight. 
I definitely would not endorse Ottawa at this price, as you as you would assume. Uh, I would only look toward Montreal here uh, in this one. I might take a small shot with them uh, here in this game, even though uh, Ottawa has won three of the last five, including back-to-back uh, against uh, Montreal. And Ottawa has you know, started to play a little bit better these last couple of games. Uh, 3-2 win against Nashville and a 3-0 shutout against Anaheim. So I just think they're a little overpriced here. I lean Montreal. I do like the over a little bit, though. The total's gone up from 6 to 6.5. Six and I do agree with that. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Canadians and Senators? This is one I'll be looking at live action, uh, mostly with the first period. Looking at the first period over, don't need to lay out $1.50 here because these are two teams, mostly Ottawa. Ottawa is pretty much the kind of team that you can rely on to do things in the, in the first period. 20-8 and eight, uh, with a goal in the first 10 minutes. Uh, we've seen them also toward the top of the rankings. They are uh, on a six and four run to the first period over in the last 10. I think they can get a, a good jump here. But like I said, it's definitely not one of those spots where I look to back Ottawa full game. And I, I still don't quite get, we've been talking about it for a while, seeing Ottawa at this high of a price. I mean, it's just, I, I'm waiting for the the, the ball to kind of drop. But if they get on a hot run and continue to, to keep winning, I mean, are we going to just start seeing, you know, $2 be the, the norm for Ottawa moving forward? It, it's, it's interesting. It seems like the bookmakers are kind of, reverting back to you know the hype that was around the centers at the beginning of the year and i was one of those people too i, I had i have a senator's uh tickets for them to make the playoffs so i thought they were going to be a much better team they seem to be kind of rounding in the form but they're not at that level that i was expecting them to be at right now looking back a couple of months ago they're still just kind of a middle of the road team that could lay an egg in this spot here so definitely wouldn't look at anything sideways i would just look at anything totals but look to for better prices adjusted in game all right good stuff austin how about you montreal ottawa yeah, I mean, again, two teams pretty slow right now, but both very young, up and coming. Um, I wouldn't think that that. I mean, I have them at minus two ten. I think you just said minus two twenty there, but uh, definitely not a straight bet by any means for the money line. But I do have them in a parlay um, with the Minnesota Wild, so um, I will be doing Ottawa Minnesota Wild. I think that ends up being like a plus one oh six area. Um, but one thing I do like in terms of player props, big fan of shooters, love guys who shoot the puck. And one guy, every time I watch the damn Montreal Canadiens game is Cole Caulfield, man, a kid loves to rip it. So I am probably going to go Cole Caulfield over three and a half. It's, it's very risky business, but, uh, against an Ottawa Senators, young Ottawa Senators D, I think, uh, over three and a half plus one twelve would be my, uh, my go-to player prop here. Yeah, uh, definitely. I think those are good uh, good options in terms of the uh, player prop market. All right, Detroit and Minnesota. This is the first game of a TNT doubleheader tonight, uh, national television. We've got the Red Wings and Wild, Minnesota minus 250, home favorites, six the total in this game. Uh, this is one of those games where in terms of the uh, the matchup here, do we, do we give Philip Gustafson his due for the last start? Because he was that was as good as I've seen him play, honestly, against Vancouver. 35 save shutout. Uh, and a 3 nothing win over the Vancouver Canucks for him uh, in that game. And to be quite honest with you, you know, two of his, three of his last four starts have been really good. Carolina uh, got a 2-1 to win over the Hurricanes in that game. Uh, a 6-1 to win over the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, the one game that was kind of rough for him was that four-goal allowance to Anaheim, but the, but the Wild still won that game 5-4. And then he has the shutout on Saturday night in Vancouver against the Canucks. So his last four starts have trended in a much better direction for Gustafson and his overall numbers. They are improving 2.47 goals against and a 920 save percentage on the season for him going into this matchup against Detroit tough spot for Detroit, right? They, 
uh, were in a slog of a game last night. You know, tight checking, low scoring, not a whole lot of room to maneuver, not a lot of open ice last night against the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, they end up losing by a score of one nothing uh, to the uh, Hurricanes in that game, and now you travel back to back to Minnesota now for this game tonight. So this could be a little bit of a tough situation for uh, the Detroit Red Wings. Minnesota has won five of the last six. Uh, meetings against the Detroit Red Wings as well. And I think a common thread that you start to see when these two teams meet, especially for the last five meetings, Minnesota has scored four or more goals uh, against the Detroit Red Wings. And in each of the last two times they've hosted Detroit here at XL Energy Center, they've scored seven and they've scored four. That's 11 goals uh, in those two games combined. So I'm really going to look toward more isolating the Minnesota Wild team total uh, here in this one over three and a half is around minus 140 uh, to minus 145. Uh, we don't have a goalie confirmation yet uh, for the Detroit Red Wings, but dollars to donuts. Uh, it's Alex Nedeljkovic after we saw uh, Vili Huso get the uh, start last night uh, for the uh, Red Wings against the Carolina Hurricanes. That's what I'm expecting. And as we know with uh, Nedeljkovic, it's been a tough year. Uh, two and six, 4.09. Goals against average, 880 save percentage. I mean, he's had a tough, tough time. Not quite the same type of uh, goaltending we got from him in Carolina since he went to Detroit at the beginning of last season. So I think it's probably a wild team total over that I target here in this game, just waiting on that official confirmation. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Red Wings, wild. Yeah, so last night on the BetCast, I grabbed a really small quarter unit play on over 2 plus 120 in the first period. I figured that would probably adjust uh, in the morning, and sure enough, it did. Now you can get uh, over one and a half to land a dollar forty. So I, I played a little bit of that as well. I like the first period over. I love the full game over as well at six, because you've got Detroit coming off of a shutout. You got Ned and Net. They're going to be fired up. They want to play a much better game, and, and Minnesota is going to open up the ice the way that Carolina doesn't, uh, especially at home. Like I said, the the, the high flying tendencies that the wild had they always tend to arise at home more than on the road whether it's good or bad whether they're giving up goals like they did at the beginning of the year or they're finding ways to score uh and, and keep games close like I said this eight and, and, and three streak that they've had in the last 11 games this has not been the prettiest uh eight wins out of 11 games that we've seen they've had to kind of struggle and, and claw through they had to come from behind uh against dallas they had to uh you know or they blew the lead rather against dallas had to fight against Arizona and Anaheim teams that are that are miserable at home. That's not a good sign for them overall. So yes, they're getting the points in the standings, but they're not doing it in the cleanest of ways. I think this is going to be a back and forth game as far as scoring goals. Not sure who wins it. So I'm just going first period over and full game over. Like Minnesota, if you like Minnesota to score tonight, this might be a good night to you know we always talk about this betting player points versus betting player power play points because power play points you get better prices with everybody uh, and the Minnesota wild power play right now, if you look at it, they have scored at least one power play goal in nine of their last 10 games. That power play is cooking right now for Minnesota at the moment. So if you like player props involving the wild tonight, whether it's Kaprizov, Boldy, uh, you know, Zuccarello, you name them, uh, Power play points. Take a shot. You've got a red-hot power play right now. And the Detroit penalty kill hasn't been Anaheim-level bad, but it has been below average, the Detroit penalty kill. So definitely a power play points prop type of night. Maybe you sprinkle on a bunch of those involving Minnesota wild players with their power play in good form. And again, slightly below average penalty kill as well for the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, Austin, what are you thinking here? Wings and wild. 
Yeah, like I said earlier, I'm going to parlay the Wild with the Senators. Um, uh, as far as the goals go, I, I mean, both teams up and down, right? Like Red Wings are putting up big numbers. Some games you think getting shut out others. Wild have had a really tough year in terms of injuries, guys going up and down. I mean, it's been a little bit of a hit or miss in terms of the goals, but my favorite bet in this game is Matthew Boldy over half a point at minus 128. Um, big Boldy fan. I think he brings a huge presence. Obviously, plays on the first power play as well. And, you know, good to actually, you mentioned to, to check out those power play props as well. So I might have to venture towards that way on Boldy. But uh, yeah, big Boldy fan. So over half a point there. For the last few games, it's been Kaprizov and Boldy. Boldy scored in back-to-back games, and he has three points uh, in the last uh, two games as well for the uh, Wild. And, of course, it goes without saying uh, Kaprizov uh, definitely has been uh, absolutely outstanding for uh, the uh, Wild as well during this uh, run that they've put together. So uh, Ottawa-Minnesota, their money line parlay for uh, Austin here with the uh, – uh, with the card tonight. All right, last game here, Vancouver and Calgary will pick up the pace. We know Austin's got to head out in a few minutes here. We've got Calgary uh, minus 180 uh, home favorites here and the total right now in this one, uh, currently six and a half across the board. So I'm, like I said, after that Montreal game, it, it frustrated me because they didn't really play that well, Calgary. I expected better than that after the Toronto loss and the Columbus loss for that matter on the road trip and they got outplayed by Montreal. They actually deserved to lose that game. And it's a shame because Jacob Markstrom, who's been criticized, he actually stepped up and played a hell of a game against Montreal the other night. It was one of his best games in a while. And now the team lets them down, you know, with just running around in their own zone, they really don't generate enough offensively. And now they're back home after a, a road trip here. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pumping the brakes on the Calgary flames for now. Uh, definitely not looking to lay a buck 85 with them. I'm not going to take Vancouver either. Cause I honestly don't have trust in them after seeing them look so listless shut out by Minnesota uh, on Saturday night. Um, so it's a real tough game for me from a, a side perspective uh, in this one. It's probably more of a game I'm going to look toward the uh, prop market. And I think there are some opportunities here uh, for props in this one. I, I'm seeing some line changes being made by Bruce Boudreaux here with Vancouver. And I'm seeing one of them being um, Curtis Lazar, I believe he's going to play on the top line. Is Am I seeing that correctly? I'm, uh, I just wanted because there's some sites that have him up on the top line for the Vancouver Canucks. Yes, with Lazar and with, J- with uh, no, Lazar, I should say, is the guy moving up to the top line. But he is expected to be with Horvat and JT Miller uh, on the top line tonight. So you know what that means. It's bargain bin prop time for yours truly. I love these situations. And Austin, you'll find that out, especially if you come back on the show. I love these situations. Player moving up the lineup. They're fired up. They're playing with better players, more ice time, more opportunity, and op- an opportunity, obviously, to make an impact offensively when this happens. And Curtis Lazar to score tonight is plus 675 at Caesars. And he's on the top line tonight with JT Miller and with Bo Horvat. So that's absolutely bargain bin time for yours truly tonight uh, with uh, Curtis Lazar, if he indeed is up on that top line as it appears he is for the uh, Vancouver Canucks in this game tonight. You know what he does? He's worked his ass off. He's a hard worker. I think that's why Boudreaux is going to give him a chance here uh, on the top line. Mikheyev and Kuzmenko are probably decent prop options. For Calgary, I'm going to stick to the guns here with, uh, uh, assuming he played, uh, he might not be in the lineup tonight, but Matthew Phillips, uh, looks like he might be a healthy scratch. He hasn't had that big impact since joining the uh, lineup, as uh, I was hoping. Uh, Ruzichka, though, is, is definitely worth a look. And looks like Dylan Dubé for the Flames, is going to get some power play time tonight, more power play time. So Dylan Dubé might be a goal prop worth looking at tonight 
for the Flames. And I do like the game over six and a half, but nothing on the side here. Uh, Austin, I know you got to run, so we'll start with you on this one, and then we'll let you run. And also we'll get your best bet from you before you leave as well. But Vancouver, Calgary, what do you like here, Austin? Yeah, I mean, you kind of said it all, right? Both teams, again, up and down. Um, as a former very large uh, Jonathan Huberdeau fan, I thought the exchange between Jonathan Huberdeau and Matthew Kachuk wasn't really going to play that huge of a factor for the Calgary Flames. Obviously, you're losing an in-your-face kind of guy, a way different type of player, but both people who were able to produce. Um, and I was really hoping that could, uh, Huberto could go there and have success, but um, you know they've really been struggling. They've showed glimpses of being a Stanley Cup contender, and then they've shown glimpses of them being arguably one of the worst teams in the league. So um, very hard team to bet on. I'm not loving them even at home. Um, but I, I think my favorite bet in this game is Bo Horvat anytime at plus 180. Um, big fan of Bo Horvat. Talk about a guy who works really, really hard, you know, in your face style, kind of like that Matthew Kachuk. But, you know, him and JT Miller are really carrying that load in Vancouver. So, um, big fan of Bo Horvat. I'm going to go Bo Horvat anytime. Nothing wrong with that. And this might be a good night for it because every night's been pretty much a good night to take a shot with Bo Horvat to score. He's had an incredible start to the season with 20 goals, but tonight, especially because he made that declaration yesterday, you know, I've rejected the latest contract offer from Vancouver. You know, we're not going to revisit it now. We're going to let the season play out. So now you've got a guy playing for a contract as well. Uh, Bo Horvat. So we always say that all often gets the best out of a player. I don't know how much more better he can get though. He's already got 29 points, 20 goals uh, on the uh, season. But, yeah, he's now playing for big money, you know, yeah. in the offseason, whether it's from Vancouver or from another team now after saying that we're done negotiating for now. So another reason that maybe we're going to get Bo Horvat, you know, really continuing to play at a high level as he looks for that big contract uh, in the offseason for sure. And uh, so liking Bo Horvat, plus 180, yeah, still that's not a bad price. I mean, for a guy that's just been tearing it up and now he's got extreme incentive now looking to get that big contract uh, in the offseason as well. Uh, Austin McElmurray, phenomenal stuff. Great guest, great job. Uh, great having you on the uh, show today. Before we let you go, though, give us a best bet for the card tonight. What do you like the most? Matt Boldy over half a point. Um, obviously, heavy favorite at minus 130 right now, but really like this guy's game, man. He, he could score from the outside, and he's not afraid to get dirty and go to the net either. So um, obviously playing on that first power play unit with who I think is arguably a top five player in the uh, in the NHL right now and Kirill Kaprizov, I think you know he's he's definitely my bet here. So Matt Boldy over half a point is, is going to be my my lock. There you go. Matt Boldy forgot the best bet cam. There we go. Matt, uh, Matt Boldy uh, to get a point minus one thirty uh, for uh, of the Minnesota wild for Austin McElmurray with his best bet here for the Wednesday card. Great stuff, Austin. Thanks yeah. for joining us on the show and we'll try to get you back on later in the season. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys so much for having me. I had a great time. All right. Good stuff. Right. Thanks Austin. Take care. There you go. Austin McElmurray with us today on the uh, Ice Guy Show. We'll have his Sacred Heart College teammate, believe it or not, Mike Crocock, with me tomorrow <laughs> uh, on the uh, Ice Guy Show. And, of course, Mike was with us for uh, the season preview show that we did re pre-recorded before the season started. So it'll be nice to have Mike back. We'll get we'll get caught up on Mike with the Guildford Flames, too, over in the uh, British League, too. We'll see how they're doing as well. His team, I think, is playing pretty well right now over there. So we'll get caught up on that. Uh, Alex, uh, what are your thoughts here, Vancouver and Calgary? Yeah, I like the draw here at plus 370. Uh, we've seen two of the, you know, 
Calgary back-to-back games going uh, past regulation. Looking at Vancouver, they had that streak of three games going in OT, uh, snapped in the last meeting. But I feel like this could be one of those tight battles. Like I said, two teams don't really care for each other a lot. Remember some of the old uh, – kind of going back over a decade now where they played the playoffs and just, just that bad blood. We just always kind of saw – and it, it's interesting because you think of Calgary-Edmonton, right? That's the biggest rivalry. But Calgary-Vancouver is pretty significant as well. And it always seems to be a lot of chippy play involved, a lot of hitting and pushing and shoving between the whistles with these two teams. So I think that can open up the game a little bit. We see some high scoring back and forth. And I like this one to go past 60. So I think plus 370 is a, a good number here this game to go and uh so we'll go regulate regulation draw plus 370. yeah four or five have gone over by the way head to head six two seven one five two six three and four of the five meetings uh recently between the flames and the canucks as well so uh definitely and like in the draw uh is alex in this one with the uh, flames and the canucks because look at the canucks they've played like you said overtime three of the last four games back to back beyond regulation for calgary uh against uh, toronto and montreal so there's a lot of current form that points to these teams going beyond uh, regulations. So the draw might be live tonight with Vancouver and uh, Calgary. Uh, great stuff uh, with uh, Alex here and our special guest, Austin McElmurray. Again, thank you very much to him uh, for uh, joining us here uh, on the show. And again, if you're watching on YouTube live, uh, hit the like button. Uh, help us out. We appreciate that uh, very much uh, as well. Uh, and uh, like we said, it's just been a, uh, a great bet cast last night. We're going to have another one in January, and we appreciate you guys for joining us last night. And uh, uh, we talked about Gramco earlier. Uh, make sure you support our sponsors that support the show. Time now to also talk about Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys brought to you by Manscaped, the best men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Uh, join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. Uh, 20% off, free worldwide shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS at manscaped.com. Uh, and, and again, that's about 14 million balls. I mean, great, unbelievable products there. Uh, you know, the lawnmower 4.0. Uh, you know, it's great, it, uh, unbelievable. The weed whacker again takes care of the ear hair, the nose hair, and it's it's really worth it because that's been pissing me off for years. As I've said, uh, it is absolutely totally worth it. Great products as well. So make sure uh, you take advantage of that. Manscaped.com. There it is on the screen. Manscaped.com. Twenty percent off. Uh, promo code uh, Ice Guys. Uh, make sure you take advantage of. They're great products right before Christmas time. So get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS at manscaped.com. All right, best bets here to wrap up uh, this edition uh, of the Ice Guys show. Uh, at, we've got Austin's best bet earlier, Matt Boldy, to register a point for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, Alex, uh, what do you like for best bet? Yeah, same game. We're going to go full game over six, minus $1.15 with Detroit and Minnesota. Like I said, this should be a better offensive effort from Detroit Philip Gustafson, yes, his numbers are, are satisfactory, 5-4-1, and one, but, uh, you know, he's definitely a guy who at any given moment, and, and going up against his former team, I mean, the team that he originally kind of, uh, you know, started and played played many years with the organization with, maybe that doesn't lean to anything, but I just don't think he's a guy you can rely on, get, you know, game in, game out. I think Detroit gives a better offensive effort. It should be a fun one to watch, and I like the over six minus dot 15 is my best bet tonight. All right, there we go. Uh, liking the over six there for best bet for uh, Alex uh, in that one. All right, my best bet for this uh, card, uh, I'm going to roll with um, a tough decision. I'm going to go Minnesota team total uh, for this one. Uh, over three and a half with the uh, Wild uh, in this uh, game against Detroit tonight. 
hoping Nedeljkovic is the confirmed goalie, as I suspect he will be. And I think the Minnesota Wild, again, they have had a habit of scoring minimum four goals head-to-head against Detroit, and especially here in Minnesota. The last two times they've hosted the Wild or the Red Wings, uh, they have scored at least four goals in the, those two games and 11 goals combined uh, in those two games as well. I think they've got a chance to hit the four-goal mark tonight. Minnesota Wild team total over three and a half, minus 132 at Pinnacle looks to be the best price you can get with that right now. So wild team total over three and a half. Uh, that'll be my best bet here for this Wednesday card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the ice guys. Alex's will be off tomorrow, possibly Friday as well. Uh, but we will have Mike Crocock joining me tomorrow. And of course, Jimmy Murphy, our Friday guest uh, with me on Friday at well, 2 PM Eastern. And make sure you check out patreoncom slash ice guys as well. Uh, $10 a month, our daily ice guys show betting card posted there. Power ratings, goalie and totals charts, and more. Uh, Patreon.com slash Ice Guys, just $10 a month. Yeah, and also check out the Ice Guys store at iceguys.myspreadshop.com. You waited too long for the standard shipping, but they do have premium and express shipping available if you want to get gifts uh, under the tree in time for Christmas. We're just 11 days away from Christmas Day, so hurry up with that. Go visit iceguys.myspreadshop.com and uh, grab some stuff. we got shirts. We've got hoodies. we got caps. Uh, we got the, the blue shirts are back in stock now as well, so uh, it's a good time to, to take advantage. There we go. Yeah, take advantage of the Ice Guys store. More uh, merch, more products being added to the Ice Guys uh, store, so make sure uh, you check that out. Uh, great stuff, and again, thanks again to everybody that tuned in and joined us on the BetCast last night. That was absolutely a ton of fun. All right, a reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex P. Smith, thanks to our special guest, Austin McElmurray, for joining us as well. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Wednesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Thursday uh, for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. Mm-hmm.